Taterskin and the Eco Defenders, Book One, Wonders Never Cease, Chapter 22. All of the old hands, and old paws, were glad to see Yuki again, and he them. Due to how it turned out, Draco deflected questions about what joke it was that she had pulled on Yuki, and changed the subject by introducing the koala bear to the newcomers, Rinky and Terry. I grew up with duck-billed platypi, Yuki said, but I've never seen anything like this big red bird before. What are you exactly? I, sir, am not the simple big red bird you imagine me to be, but instead a ginormous auburn flying lizard, Terry replied. On disembarking from the zephyr, Terry had insisted on being immediately decompressed back to her normal size. She hated to be viewed as a shrimp. I'm a pterodactyl, the queen of the skies, she added, clicking her feet together and giving her pinions a shake. A flying lizard? Well, wonders never cease. You may be interested to know that I have it on good authority that they won't, said Stripes. I mean, continued Yuki, say Draco, old buddy, old pal. Why can't you fly? You're a lizard. You're a bit limited being flightless, aren't you? The tables had turned, as they say, and it was now Yuki's turn to tease his friend a little. I could if I wanted to, Draco replied huffily. I just don't want to right now. Flying is overrated anyway. Besides, flying is for the birds. This fib and egotistical opinion of Draco's led to a temporary coolness between Draco and her idol, Terry, who retorted, Flying is also for some fish, squirrels, foxes, and, as you should already know, the better class of lizards. A little dejected and demoralized, Draco saw she was outnumbered and decided to remain silent for a while. I told Yuki about the plans we had set in place to circumvent mayhem from occurring in Germany, but he had never heard of Germany. We had been near it when we were in Switzerland together, but Yuki hadn't paid much attention to the area, as it had no gum trees and therefore was not of much interest to him. Albert then told Yuki about what we had done in Australia, starting 738 years ago. Yuki said he already knew all about that. In fact, he was part of the group that made sure the loggers didn't chop down all of the trees in the forest. They were allowed to take some from a particular area, but only if they planted at least one tree for each one they felled. If Yuki ever needed help, he would call in a subgroup of his fellow eco-defenders who, rather haughtily, he thought, referred to themselves as charismatic megafauna. These were the kangaroos, dingoes, earthworms, after all, they measured up to nine feet in length, and last but certainly not least, the amethystine python, which can grow to a length of more than 25 feet. These pythons are not venomous, but they don't need to be. The sight of them alone causes most loggers to remember that they have a previous engagement elsewhere especially when they come face-to-face with one while strapping in at the top of a tree. So Yuki was doing good work here, not merely feeding his face and sleeping all day. He was also defending his habitat against intruders who might otherwise despoil it. 
Still, although Yuki was needed here, Albert felt obliged to tell the koala bear that Australia was not the only place in the world with gum trees. In fact, even in California where we lived, there were some not far south of us. He invited Yuki to come along with us. We have an empty seat in the Zephyrin. One of them's got your name on it. But Yuki declined, saying he was attached to Stringy Bark Manor, the name he had given his favorite gum tree. He did add, though, that he might visit us one day if we promised to take him to the gum trees in our area so that he could survive during his stay without having to resort to eucalyptus lozenges as a fallback measure. We assured Yuki that if he came to visit us, we would do whatever was necessary to make his stay with us a pleasant one, and that he could come any time he wanted and stay as long as he wanted to, too. At that, hugs and paw shakes were exchanged, and we lifted off again, now bound for India, to visit Mola Katani, and, the main reason from my perspective, to see Rovette again. I was hoping that she hadn't taken up with some local dog there. I was anxious to get back to Darjeeling to find out where I stood with her, one way or the other. <laughs>